You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We would like to give a big thanks to Caleb of Ovira, Gabriel Davis, and Indie Music Scene 16 for our newest five-star ratings and positive reviews on Apple Podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What up, what up, Blasco? Here we are, we're coast swapping, more or less. I am joining us from the great state, the sunshine state of Denver, California. Oh, wait, no, it's Denver, Colorado. But I'm giving a little old school reference, and uh, I think you're on the East Coast somewhere. Is that correct? I'm in Allentown, Pennsylvania for a big rock show. Nice. And uh, I'm headed to the East Coast tomorrow. Uh, This episode we're recording on a Wednesday. I'm in Denver for my first ever concert at Red Rocks, which I'm excited about. Um, And... When this episode airs, I will have been to Detroit for, um, you know, Kyle from We Came as Romans funeral. Um, just wanted to, to give a quick, you know, just shout out to him, all of his bandmates, all of the people in this great music scene who knew him, touched his life and, you know, worked alongside me when I managed the band. Um, it's been a very kind of emotional ride for me. I've good friends with Kyle's father as well as many of the members of the band and it's been a really trying time that said uh, what I found in this life is that you know we got to celebrate him and all of the the positive things that happened as a result of him uh, and his bandmates art but you know if you are out there and you are suffering in any capacity you know please don't hesitate to you can reach out to me uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Loop. I'm not a professional therapist, but can point you in the right direction. Um, I just know there's a lot of people out there who, you know, they're masking their pain. They've got some hurt. Um, And, you know, Kyle, I love you, dude. I hope that you've moved on to a better place. And um, just wanted to say thanks to Blasco for allowing me to, to give a little shout out to Kyle and his bandmates in this. And, you know, if you're fans of any other shows on the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network, um, Shane told that an amazing uh, tribute episode for his All Access members that I listened to this morning, which had me in tears. It was covering not only Kyle's loss, but um, other past scene members' losses. And Shane just does a really beautiful job in that. So without further ado, uh, we'll move on to, to you know, a little things a little less personal, uh, but still very important, which is our episode 83. So thanks to all of you. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 15% off your entire order. 
Hell yeah, our boys at Rockabilia have been supporting us uh, for quite some time now. Not only our show, but the entire Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Um, They've got 500,000 plus items of stuff. It's getting to be back to school time. Head on over there. I'm sure they've got some great deals on that stuff. Get yourself a Slayer backpack or something sick. Let us know what you actually pick up. It's helpful for us to know that we're making an impact. and tell those guys at rockabilia.com Blasco and Mike sent you using our code PCJabberJaw for 15% off of your entire order. Today's episode is also sponsored by the cool kids over at bandzoogle.com where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. It's nice to have Banzoogle back on board. Uh, Looks as if all of our loyal listeners made a bit of an impact when they were uh, sponsoring us last time. So we're happy to bring them back on. You'll hear us talk about them intermittently throughout the rest of the year. So big shouts to Dave Cool. Um, who was a guest on one of our episodes previously. And, uh, you know, check out Banzoogle. We talk about how websites can be an important tool for your band, and they are a great resource that helps you get that stuff built in a really simple capacity. So once again, the code is MENTAL, 15% off at Banzoogle.com. And just like Rockabilia, be sure to tell them Blasco and Mike sent you so they know that you guys are listening to us. This week, we talk about if the album format is dead. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Yeah, boy. So, Mike, um, I found an article written by Bobby Owinsky. Ozinski, yes, uh, who you've uh, used before. We've covered him before, is that correct? Yes, totally. And uh, he wrote a guest post on Hypebot and the article is called Proof the Album is Almost Dead. And he kind of talks about how the new Drake album is the biggest album of Spotify history yet has only sold very minimal copies. Um, and you can, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to people that want to read that. Um, and I did reference that, but also I want to start this with... Uh, uh, an, an email that one of our loyal listeners wrote us about um, the uh, the struggle that he's having with you know the current state of do I release an album do I release an EP do I release a single what do I do so um, I'm going to combine them both today so anyway let's start off with Joe's um, Joe's email he says. I know you guys have touched upon releasing music in 2018, specifically the relevance of the album versus EPs or even singles. I wondered if you guys could dig into this a bit more. As an independent metal artist who is getting ready to release new music in 2019, we've had several discussions in our camp about the appropriate way to do this, which has clearly changed since our last release. The metal and hard rock audience does not seem to hold dear its albums, and it doesn't seem to me that this will ever completely go away. However, considering how most people are consuming music now, it almost seems like a waste to release an album in which several songs will immediately get lost in space upon release. Currently, we're thinking of releasing an EP in which we first release each song individually every few weeks before the official release. We know that having CDs, 
vinyl and a full EP album digital release still holds value for part of our demographic, and we feel we need to have this available. I'd be interested to hear your take on what you would recommend for a smaller metal artist and on uh, and on where you think this is headed in the next five years or so. Well, I got good news and I got bad news. Which do you want first? Let's go with the bad news. All right. It doesn't matter because they're the same. There are no real rules any longer, right? Mm-hmm. And so that can be good for you out there and it can also be bad. The challenge without having rules is you got to write your own rule book a little bit. And Blasco and I have talked you know, at length about reverse engineering things and talking about monitoring what other people are doing and what the industry standard is. But, you know, one of the beautiful things about getting to do this podcast with you, Blasco, is I learn. And, you know, you always say something that I say as well, but I, I think, you know, when you say it, I, I listen a little bit more. You know, it, it, if you got good content and you got great content, you know, in this day and age, it's, it's really about making sure that that's great and then figuring out what release makes sense for your actual music, you know, meaning if you're writing something that's tied together, you know, a concept EP or a concept album, to me, there's nothing wrong with releasing an EP or an album in that capacity. Um, you know, so really, I mean, we'll dig a little bit more into it. I've got some further thoughts, but it, it's really one in the same. You can do whatever you want, whatever really feels best. And depending upon what that gut feeling is in regards to how you want to convey your art, then you can build a proper promotion strategy that I feel can work for either a singles-based approach, smaller chunks of, of music approach, or an outright album approach. Yeah. I, I mean, there, yes, there are no rules. And, and I do like the idea here of, well, I mean, look, I like the idea that the fact that this guy is even thinking this way, um, yep. because most people don't, you know, a lot of conversations that I have with people that, you know, like, um, you know, I'll take some time just to, to help them out and you know, kind of talk through their, their, you know, their strategy, you know, the majority of these bands that I talk to, they're in such a hurry to release an album. You know, and they don't even have any, they don't even have 10,000 Instagram followers yet, you know? And I always say like, like who, okay, you're going to make an album and you're going to put it out there, but who are you promoting it to? Who are you selling it to? Like who, who are you even giving it for free to? It's like, spend the time to build your base, right? And then let your base dictate what they want. I think you start off with a single and then you, you let that resonate and you, and you, and you build up your base with a single. And then from there you can sort of make a decision as to what it is that your fan base wants versus are you touring? Is there, is there a reason for instance, like there's a band that I was talking to and they just bought onto some tour that they're doing like next month or whatever. Right. So they pulled it together. They got their single together. They made a video for the single and they're putting that out there so that whenever they go and tour, like, and the, you know, it's a buy on tour, right? So they're, they're playing and they're be playing in front of some people, but like, it's not going to fall on deaf ears in that there's something that they can, that, that, that if someone sees them, that they can look online and there's a video and there's a single and there's something that they can kind of sink their teeth into. But they're in the, the, the very early developmental period to where they're building that base. 
no one is going to commit to a full album's worth of material just yet. They're still building their base. Once you build up your base, then that will dictate if you give them an EP or you give them an album or whatever it is that they want. So I like that this guy's coming up with the idea of, we've decided that we're going to do an EP and we're going to release a single at a time to build up to the final EP release. I think that's a good idea. And um, I, I appreciate I appreciate that as an idea. And, and just, you know, one thing is like, this is what we've been doing for the past decade, more or less. I mean, you know, I talk about we came as Romans, you know, and, and, and earlier in this episode and, and Kyle's untimely death. But it's like, you know, when I first, that was the first band that I really was was helping truly control the release strategy of. And we were always releasing one, two or three singles in advance of the album, right? Yes, we were building towards an album because physical product was really still the thing that, you know, was was being moved. And that the only thing that's really changed is just the final product, the initial product. And you say it so well. I mean, it's like, yeah, if you don't have, you know, whatever the number is, 10,000 is a really good number. But if you don't have any following, Blasco is exactly correct. Like, why are you in such a hurry to go and, and build towards releasing a quote unquote album? I mean, to me, the beauty, again, is it's really just a, a shift of how you think about things. It's great music on an album. You would expect there to be great music. And yeah, there's some filler stuff on every single album in the world. I believe you can probably correct me. There's might be one or two that you think is great from top to bottom. Um, but you know, that said, this is just the same thing. It's just that now the end product isn't this, you know, and especially if you're a developing artist, physical product is something that I don't even know if we would recommend um, making a lot of, you know, unless you've got a core fan base that really feels that they, you know, want it. It's also a tool, as we've talked about in other episodes, um, you know, to take on tour and sell something. But, you know, I think as he asked in the next five years, you're not going to see any physical product in that capacity. You're only going to see limited things that are, you know, created uh, special for your most engaged fans. Um, so, you know, without sounding like a, a beating a dead horse, so much of it to me is similar to what I've been doing for the last decade. Plus, it's just, once again, my end goal is no longer necessarily an album for all of my artists, especially the developing ones. It's more, you know, what becomes a series of singles that all lives online together um, as opposed to something in a physical package. Yeah. Um, so he wraps it up. He says, thank you so much. Your show holds immense value for me, my band, and other developing artists. I spread the word of your show to other buddy developing artists whenever I get the chance. Thank you, thank you, signed Joe. So thanks, Joe, for listening to the show and writing in, and uh, um, good luck on your release, I would say. So let's jump to Bobby's article on Hypebot. Um, now, he says... Now, if you think that anyone in the recorded music industry is lamenting this fact, you're wrong. And the fact being that, you know, physical sales are down and, and streaming is up. The business is in what many consider to be a boom period with double digit growth. And it's all coming from streaming. In case you haven't noticed, streaming is all about the song and not the album. So, Mike, let's talk about that for a second. So there's there's a tremendous the narrative that everything is all about playlisting, right? And playlisting certainly factors in to the single, just like 
terrestrial radio or just like MTV back in the day or whatever. It's, it's, it's a singles based game, right? Correct. And, and again, so this bodes well. I mean, nothing has changed and everything has changed, right? We've always been about the single or the singles. The difference is the end product. The end product used to be getting people to go into stores once they'd heard the song on terrestrial radio or once they'd seen the video on MTV. And sadly, I wasn't around to make money off of the industry at that time. I was on the consumer side, but yeah, it was all about the physical product that was being sold. I can't fully agree that there's no value. And he doesn't say that there's no value in the album. He just says streaming is all about the song and not the album, which is true. But again, if you're an artist who has a concept album, or if you have uh, songs that tie together cleverly, um, or, or interestingly, in terms of, you know, the overall artistic presentation, that's where marketing comes into play. Because just like terrestrial radio was and has been, and just like MTV was and no longer, you know, is in the same capacity that it, that it was, it's about how you market something. So I think it's a beautiful thing, especially for people like you and I, who are kind of like the mix. We, we existed back then and we exist now. And the rules are a little bit different, but the game is more or less the same. Um, and so to me, I think in some senses, people are overthinking it. I think it's really, you know, go back to the basics, which you and I talk about pretty much every episode. Get great music, get all of your aesthetic together, get your marketing plan together, and then, yeah, figure out what you're trying to accomplish. Nowadays, you're not trying to accomplish selling physical product as much as you once were. But once you can clearly identify what your goal is, you can tailor all of your strategy towards that actual goal. Yeah. So he continues, will the album go away? As a result, no, it's still a way to compile a set of songs together that can be useful to the artist and label. Plus, there are some people that still buy CDs or vinyl, but you're going to see less emphasis on it in the future with songs being released as they're finished instead of waiting for the whole lot to be completed for the album. Yeah. Again, I mean, this sort of piggybacks on exactly what uh, we have just been talking about. So, you know, yeah, I mean, here's here's something to consider, right? If if you know that the importance of the single is more important than ever before, and may not necessarily need to be representative of a body of work that is on an album. Doesn't it then put the responsibility on the artist to make the best song, make the best video for that song, and make the best marketing campaign for that song, right? And put all the effort into the song. But doesn't that then hopefully put the burden of responsibility on the artist to not put out shitty music? Right. Like doesn't doesn't that then put the concern on like, oh, I can't just have one good song and then like a bunch of crap. Like I now have to really focus on the fact that my one song isn't just the best of 10 songs. It needs to be the best song that I could possibly put together and release as a representation of my brand. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a freaking fantastic point. And I think, you know, what we are going to see is 
hopefully people spending more time on not only those individual songs, but then, you know, spreading them out over a longer period, which might mean that they're recording at different times. I mean, you and I both run a bunch of small businesses and, you know, oftentimes I get frustrated with some of the small businesses that I operate in because people look at things in like a a vacuum, you know, it's like, let's take a, a band. They look at a tour, which is different to them than, you know, their merchandise, you know, which is different to them than, you know, the money that they make off of music. And to me, it's really about the totality of stuff. And so my, my analogy that I'm trying to make, I'm probably doing a terrible job is, you know, it's, it's really you guys out there, all of the artists are going to have to think about not, you know, it used to be cool, get however many songs together, go into the studio, get all those and then figure out the release plan. It might be that you go in and do one and two at a time or two, three, four or five at a time. Obviously there's some, you know, uh, value and, and savings that you get, um, and creative efforts of doing multiple things at once. But really, you know, your point is a great one. You know, if you, if you are going to get, you know, bouts of greatness, great songwriting, great recordings, uh, you know, every so often now the marketplace allows for you to go do it every other month, as opposed to, you know, going in once every other year and hoping that the three tracks, you know, that stand out the most carry you through. So I don't know. I think we're just in a really cool time to me. Again, nothing has changed and everything has changed. Um, And it's really just about, like you said, back to great songs, um, which I'm hoping really does, uh, does bubble to the top. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, he, he says, uh, he wraps it up here and he says, and this is actually healthy for the industry. Get the songs out fast, give each one maximum exposure instead of being diluted in an album package and promote them on their merits, just like back in the fifties. Yep. I mean, you know, and again, I think the the coolest thing that I'm picking up and and I always learn like as we go, not that I want to go back to the 50s, but it's, you know, we are in a place where everything is relatively cost affordable now. You know, everybody's got a friend who shoots videos. Everybody's got a friend who records music. Everybody's got a friend who's a good songwriter. So it's really about, you know, being patient, (laughs) getting the best stuff together and then marketing it. And I think that's the hardest part for everybody. You know, we live in this like now, now, now age. Oh, I just farted. So I got to, you know, post the audio clip of it on social media. And it's like, no, savor that shit literally and figuratively. And, you know, be patient to get the best possible product together with the best possible marketing plan. And that's going to allow you to bubble to the top. Yeah. I mean, just as an example, um, you know, I've got a client and he was just on the cover of alternative press magazine and we, and it was, it was mid cycle, you know, AP were just like, Oh, we'd love to have him on the cover. And and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, we're kind of in the middle of making a record and you know, there's nothing really happening. And they're like, yeah, great. Oh, whatever. Let's just, let's just try and do something cool with it. So we did this, you know, big, cover shoot and everything. And it was the, you know, it was, it was expansive, but it was kind of inspiring. And we just go like, Oh man, like we should do a cover song to sort of as a companion piece to the, to the, uh, the cover feature. Um, and, and so we're like, Oh, let's do, let's do that. The Sid vicious version of the Frank Sinatra song or whatever. 
And let's, let's do it for the simple fact of to have fun. Right. And cause it's like the photo shoot was fun. Had being on the cover. It was, it's, it's fun or whatever. Let's just do a fun song. Let's not overwhelm ourselves with an original that we have to educate people on what this is and that, and no, no, let's just do a standalone single that is a cover song that is representative of the photo shoot. Right. And then, and then we made, like, we made a fun video. We invited some fans down, um, to come be in the video and, you know, and we, 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 we were able to get YouTube space. So, you know, we didn't spend a lot of money on making the video. And, um, but the point of it is, is that we did a full release, right? We did a full campaign for a standalone single. It's not even going to be on the album that comes out next year, right? It's, it was, we simply treated it as a standalone single. So once back to go to the top of the episode, there are no rules. We didn't go into this with that plan necessarily. It was sort of in one thing inspired the other, right? We got the cover shoot and then that inspired the song and then the song inspired the idea to make a video. And then we put it all out into one big cohesive package, you know, after the fact. But the point of it is, is that there are no rules. We did it this way and it was fun and we had a good time with it and people seem to like it, even though some people are confused by it. Um, you know, but that's just, you know, that's the world we're living in. But the point of it is, is, you know, to go back to Joe, it's like, man, like just do what feels right. There's no, there's no right or wrong. There's, there, there's no one that's doing anything perfect that you can completely replicate. It's like, just do what feels right for you and your fan base and have fun with it. I think more, most important. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And, you know, I mean, Bosco and I sit in this privileged position. You know, we, we, as I can hear in his voice and I know in my voice, like we're confident to navigate this space. We understand that, you know, there is, because there aren't rules, you know, there's no map essentially. Um, that said, you know, there are some maps that exist and I'll do a shameless plug for outerloopcoaching.com. We have a workbook, um, and a video called release it right. And it applies to singles, videos, EPs, albums. Again, it, it really helps walk you through, uh, what can be relatively difficult steps. You know, if, if you're taking the driving analogy, cause I'm out here driving across the U S it's like, yeah, I've got the map and I've got a great car and I'm able to drive it fast and it gets me where I want to go. That said, you know, when I first started touring, uh, you know, we had a beat up van and uh, we had a, you know, we didn't have GPS and I wasn't as great of a driver. So it was a lot more intimidating. Um, you know, that said, many of you have reached out and indicated that this podcast is sort of, you know, your your roadmap. So uh, I just want to say, you know, I, I I'm excited by the music business each and every day. Uh, I don't have all the answers. I know you don't have all the answers, but a whole slew of it, as we've talked about in past episodes is, you know, if you sit there and, and overthink too much of it and you forget how to have fun, like Blasco just talked about his client having fun. If you forget that, what the hell's the point? You know, you gotta, you gotta have some fun. You gotta be willing to take some chances and you gotta just get started, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Well, that concludes episode 83. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments 
you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? Just want to say uh, RIP to Kyle Pavone and, um, you know, love to his family, his father, his brother, his mom and his sister, his friends. And we came as Romans and all of the friends and fans that he touched within the industry. You know, he's made an impact on my life. Um, It's gotten me to be where I am today as this manager who's able to co-host this great podcast with you. So, Kyle, my love goes out to you first and foremost. Um, you know, again, on to the business stuff, you can follow me at uh, Mike at Mike O'Loop on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, head over to rockabilia.com for our code PC Jabberjaw for 15% off of your entire order. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you 15% off a yearly subscription. And Outer Loop Coaching is the place to go if you want more information on Release It Right and our other um, platforms, our other, you know, courses that we have over there. Um, but yeah, all in all, the last and final thing, go to jabberjobmedia.com. We continue to launch new shows. Blasco's a new level, uh, came out in July. It's still a fantastic listen. I'm planning to go revisit it while I'm on this road trip. Uh, but we launched a smart punk podcast and we've got one called interning 101 that is going to launch uh, relatively soon. So head over to jabberjobmedia.com and support the other shows on the network. Thanks to all of you for listening. And Blasco, thanks to you for making time, you know, amongst your private jet travels and your Ozzy Osbourne rehearsals. I know it must be uh, must be challenging, bud. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're so mean. Um, thanks, everybody. Peace. <laughs>